Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce and Doc Holliday are rambling about those Los Angeles Rams. Ramble on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Ramblings with Pro Football Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce, and I'm Doc Holliday. Isaac, what's up, brethren? What's going on, Doc, man? Hope everything's well. Uh, hope the people, our listeners out there are well, man, and uh, people are enjoying this show, man. This podcast is really starting to take off, and uh, pretty excited about it, Doc. No doubt about it. We are extremely thankful and grateful, full of gratitude to all our Ramblings listeners and subscribers. We really, really appreciate that. Now, Ike. I mean, it's been seven days, man, since we did one of these. What you, what you been doing, bro? How your week been? Yeah, uh, the week has been good, Doc. I mean, I've been pretty much doing what just about all America is doing or has been ordered to do, just court quarantining and uh, uh, putting us in a position to really spend more time with our loved ones, our family members, and uh, just hanging around the house, man, trying to, trying to keep this routine of uh, quality time and workouts going and and uh, every now and then catch a, a episode on Disney+. Plus. Oh, praise to the most high. Now, a lot to talk about today, Isaac. NFL players supposed to report to train to camp July 28th. Sean McVay says the Rams have a good plan and they will be ready, but he doubts that report date will happen on July 28th. He anticipates that will be pushed back. NFL says no preseason games. Man, that's going to hurt a lot of dudes. Madden rankings came out and a lot of players are salty sensitive. We see how some Rams are ranked Defensive lineman Michael Brockers got that loop during the offseason, signed a three-year, $31 million contract this offseason. Isaac and I put that little red laser pointer on Brockers. Our L.A. Rams taking a stand with Black Lives Matter. We appreciate that salute. But the top of the talk is this damn power rankings. Pro football talk came out with Isaac. PFT has the Rams ranked 23rd out of 32 teams to hell, man. That's just disrespectful, man. Well, Brian ranked 23rd. I mean, number one, you know, everybody wants to be ranked number one. But, you know, we got some work to do, Doc. I mean, I think, uh, you know, as a whole, as a team last year, we talked about it a couple of episodes ago. You know, we have some work to do from an offensive standpoint. uh, Kind of make uh, the focal point of that offense the running game again and everything that we're able to do. Uh, with the with the offensive lineman from the play action pass, um, you know, teams kind of caught up with us. I mean, th- that's to be expected. But you know, the the true term of being a professional is being able to do some self evaluations and come back and uh, present a different product on the field. And I trust that we got the leader in place, Sean McVay. Uh, he, he's one of those guys to do it. 
I mean, just about everything in the professional ranks is bulletin board material. Rank being ranked 23rd uh, in the NFL Pro rankings right now, that's a good piece of uh, motivation for guys to start to uh, once they start once training camp start to get in and kind of you know want to push push and be better than what you're seeing as far as the rankings are concerned. But still, Isaac, that basically said the Rams are trash, man. Look. That 23rd ranking is the lowest ranking of all NFC West teams. They got the 49ers second. Okay, the 49ers, they, they some ballers. They got the Seahawks seventh. They got the Arizona Cardinals 20th, man. Then they got our Rams 23rd. Now, the only teams they have ranked lower than our Rams, the Jets, trash. The Bears, trash. Except for our guy, Anthony Miller. Do you think, A. Miller? The Dolphins, trash. The Lions, trash. The Bengals, trash. The Giants, trash. The Panthers, trash. Jaguars and Redskins, double trash. Those are the only teams they have ranked lower than our Rams, man. And, and the fact that we got Jerry Goff coming back, man. My man threw for 4,600 yards last year, Isaac. Third in the NFL, man. 22 touches. Now, he had the 16 picks. We got to straighten that up. You got that. You got the 2,000-yard receivers. You got the tight end with Tyler Higby. You got the offensive line that's supposed to be better. We got the defense. We know we got some ballers and some dogs over there, man. And that running game, man, Cam Makers is going to give us something. I'm sure Daryl Henderson is going to give us something. I'm sure. But how do we fall so far, man, from going to the Super Bowl, all these high aspirations now to be disrespected like this, though, man? I, I don't understand it, brethren. Well, well, Doc, I mean, when I talk talking heads on television, on podcasts, I, you know what? We got to include ourselves now. And a lot of us become prisoners of the moment. I mean, when you look at, you know, the accomplishment and the great rides that the San Francisco 49ers had last year, man, I mean, people are going to expect even more. They're, it, it, the next expectation for the San Francisco 49ers inside and outside of the building is to win the Super Bowl. They felt like they had a good enough team to win it all last year. And I'm sure, you know, via the draft and everything that, uh, you know, the, the administration over there with the 49ers did as far as bringing in players um, uh, to fortify that team, they're looking to take that next step. That's that's no different. So when we start to predict, when we start to prognosticate uh, finishings and rankings and things of that nature, you can only go back to what's on the forefront of your mind, you know, which is, you know, what happened the last season. So when you start setting up those rankings, when you start putting up those teams that you think are going to play well, and with the additions that they had, you know, offensively, defensively, um, you know, that, that's just the way the ball falls. And, and, and unfortunately, and fortunately, I'll, I'll say that, the Rams are in a position right now to prove a lot of people wrong. Uh, just, just look at it this way. We didn't see, when, when the season started last year, we looked at Miami. They started trading off players. They, got, they started getting rid of a lot of players. They started getting rid of a lot of personnel. And we felt like they were just tanking to get a quarterback. But lo and behold, at the end of the season, they started really playing really good football. And I've always called that, Doc, the beauty of football. So I don't think that's going to change from any standpoint, man. It's always the beauty of football. I think the Rams are going to shock a lot of people. I think Sean McVay has gone back into the lab, and he's going to be that fresh new mind that we had at the beginning. 
and put a lot of guys in a lot of positions to make a lot of plays this year. I totally agree, man. The disrespect is just it's just baffling to me, man. But it's cool, you know, even though they say the Rams, we had an off year last year, but still could have almost made the playoffs, man, you know, based off what we had did the year before. You know, but still, man, just 23rd out of 32 teams. Come on, man. I understand if you want to put the 49ers and the Seahawks up there, but dang, that, that gap is so huge. But then you got the Cardinals right there, man. I mean – Man, whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I ain't with all that. The San Francisco 40 slousers, the sea crops, you know, all of them do. I, ain't, I don't care anything about them, man, now. But what I do care about is, man, these salty, sensitive NFL players, man. You know, last time we talked, man, <laughs> the Madden rankings came out, which I don't know what the big deal is. I don't know why dudes get so upset about how they ranked. Uh, what people think of them, but these dudes have egos, man, and some of them, man, like I said, they're, they're really sensitive, and things like this make them salt, salty sensitive. Now, the Rams, they got some guys ranked extremely high. One, I'm just going to, from now on, I'm just going to call him that dude. Aaron Donald, once again, man, I think it's like the fourth year in a row, he got a 99 ranking, Isaac, and we've talked about Aaron Donald, man. He deserves that night. He probably deserves a 100, man. But check out your boy, Jalen Ramsey. Your guy, man. 94. 99-94. Now, we agree with Aaron Donald with the 99, but do you think Jalen Ramsey, man, should have been reigning a little, little higher than that, how he plays? Oh, absolutely, man. You know, but but to begin, um, I think these these rankings, the Madden rankings, are of, 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 of most importance, man. I mean, we're talking about – some of the most competitive athletes to play a sport in football players and in, 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 in the National Football League. I mean, you, you just have to really shine that light on how many people get the opportunity to play at this level. And then when rankings come out, you know, the competition level doesn't stop just because you made it to the league. You, you ultimately you want to be the best at your position or, or the best football player and then everyone else behind you. Yeah, we all have those egos. And, and to be honest, when those rankings came out, I was looking for them to do, you know, the alumni version, man. I was looking for my <laughs> nice 99 chain to, to show up in the mailbox, man. I started to tweet at EA and start to tweet at Madden and say, come on, man, listen. Because those numbers were important, and, and, and you're talking to a, a dude who used to be addicted to this game, Doc. I mean, for years, I was playing this game till I got calluses on my thumbs, and uh, that's just how much time I put into it. But um, it's, in, it's important. It's important because you have all of your fantasy football players who are involved in it. They play the sport. They play the game, the video game. They watch the game for different reasons. But, you know, if Jalen Rose is is I think he's underranked, man, to be to be, you know, truthful about it, because when you have a guy of that caliber who can shut down one half of the field and you can play zone coverage on the other side of the field, you have to at least give him at least two more points on his ranking for this reason, because he asked for the assignments of covering the Julio Jones. He asked for the assignment of covering the, the DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to see this guy twice a year. He's going to ask for that coverage. So to me, that confidence and his ability to play and his ability to shut down some of the elite wide receivers in this league, I think he should be at uh, 90, 97, 98 between those two numbers, because he's just that caliber of player. And I'm so happy. He's our first-round pick, like we talked about. Yeah, yeah, he is, man. I'm, I'm absolutely excited about him. He should be angry with his ranking. And this is another moment, another motivational uh, moment for him to, uh, you know, 
to have a great season. Big facts, big facts, big facts. Did you ever used to look at your Madden rankings, man? Absolutely. I mean, it's growing and Doc. It's going to continue to grow. These guys are getting little little medallions to wear around their neck with 99 on it. And if you don't have one of those 99s, man, you kind of <laughs> look inside eye at everybody else. Absolutely, I would have been I would have been expecting to get my medallion with the 99 on it because I wanted to be the best at my position. I don't know if that's 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 arrogance, athletic arrogance, if that's pride. But it can be what it wanted to be. But when you talk receivers, when I was playing, I wanted to be mentioned first. No doubt about it. Talking about receivers, real quick, I'm going to go down these other cats on the Rams who got their Madden rankings, man. Cooper Cup got an 89. Andrew Whitworth, the offensive tackle, 86. Robert Woods, 86. Uh, John Johnson, the third, 84. Michael Brockers, we're going to talk about Brockers in a minute, got an 83. Tyler Hickby, 82. Jerry, Jerry Goff got a damn 76. God dang it, man. Malcolm Brown, a 75. Cam Akers, a 73. And our University of Memphis Tiger, Daryl Henderson, a 71. Now, that means they're going to take these Madden rankings and everything else to NFL training camp. And NFL training camp is supposed to start Isaac on July 28th, man, which is like right here. Now, Sean McVay says the L.A. Rams have a great plan. They have everything set, how they're going to do things as far as dealing with the concerns with the players, with their health and family and everything else, which I believe them because the Rams is a great organization. They do things the right way. But McVay says he's skeptical that that July 28th report date would happen. He anticipates that date will be pushed back, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other players expect that date to be pushed back as well. Now, with the coronavirus going on and everything else and trying to navigate this changing landscape, is this something I – when you were still playing, man, that you would be concerned about, like, okay, man, I'm not really comfortable yet reporting with what you've seen the NFL say, how they're going to address this thing and deal with this coronavirus pandemic and everybody coming to camp reporting and getting ready to knock heads. Well, Doc, to be truthful, man, uh, this is all new territory for everyone. I mean, we, in our generation, we've never experienced anything like this. And, uh, you know, COVID is it's a serious uh, virus that's going around. And the number one objective is to keep people healthy, keep families healthy. And uh, if guys aren't healthy, there's no football, there's no basketball or baseball. Now, you know, a, a lot of a lot of these guys and a lot of fans seem to think it's all about making money and uh, just having fun as far as sports are concerned. But, you know, to the to the realists that are walking around every day, your health is wealth. And if you're not healthy, you know, there's there's no podcast. There's no, you know, television stories. There's no playing football. So, you know, I think we have the leadership in place. And uh, Sean McVay being the, being the head coach of our Los Angeles Rams. Uh, and he's kind of speaking out, man. And I think he's taking a, a cautious approach to training camp, as he should, uh, just to make sure that the players are healthy, make sure that the players have a safe environment where they can go out and actually – uh, train, actually do a training camp because, you know, if it's not safe, uh, you know, if you get training camp started and then you have to stop probably a week into it, you know, it kind of knocks the rhythm off of everything. Uh, and uh, you got to realize that California was one of the hardest states that was hit by this virus once, uh, you know, it came about. So just making sure that all of our players, not only our players, but just, you know, from a, from a staff standpoint, uh, are healthy, are being able to function and do their job in a healthy environment, man. That's that's of the utmost importance. Now, when p teams and players do get to training camp, it's going to be a lot less players than normally are. It's normally 90, around 90 players they bring in the training camp, but now they're talking about bringing just 80 
because of everything. And looks like no preseason games. Man. I know vets like yourself, you know, you don't care anything about preseason games like me. But a dude like me, I needed these preseason games, man. No preseason games is going to hurt a lot of people trying to make the team, especially on the Rams, you have the little running back undrafted free agent Xavier Jones out of SMU and other running back James Gilbert from Kansas State, wide receivers Aesop Winston and Brandon Polk, man, and cornerback Levante Taylor. Just just some, some of those names of guys coming to Rams camp need those preseason games and need those reps to try to prove that they belong on an NFL team and on an NFL field competing against the best athletes in the world. So, like I said, Isaac, I know you never really cared too much about preseason. I don't know, though, because you used to like to practice, man. But most vets don't. But no preseason games is huge, man. i tell you what, Doc. This makes for a very, very interesting training camp. You remember the old school training camps that we were a part of where yeah. we actually tackled and yeah. hit? 907 was live. They don't Team do that no more? Live. These training camps, Doc. They're gonna have to be live. It's, yeah. it, it calls for a much, much, much physical training camps because you have to realize and have to see what you have on your roster. You don't want to make any mistakes. You just name a lot of those rookie free agents. Well, well, there, there was a time way back in the day when London Fletcher was a rookie free agent. He had those preseason games so he can go out and and, and show his physicality. Uh, nowadays, since the practice and the CBA, the mixture of those two entities. You know, there there isn't much hitting in practice these days, with with you know with this pandemic and and being not a, not being able to have preseason games, you're gonna have to have old school training camps where you you probably see uh, each other 35 straight days, 35 straight practices, where you are hitting in practice. Doc. <laughs> Imagine that hitting in practice. That's a that's an anomaly now. I mean, it's brand new, but guys are gonna have to be physical. And me for. Personally, for veterans, man, I mean, I always use training camp uh, to start getting my legs up under me, uh, you know, towards the third or fourth uh, preseason games. I started asking the defensive backs to start to start thudding me a little bit harder, you know, so I can get used to falling down and getting up and uh, kind of getting the game tempo. But, you know, without the preseason games, Doc, it, this calls for live nine on sevens. This calls for live teams. And 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 semi live seven on seven. So hopefully uh, this this gives us a better brand of football, which I think it will. Man, it always happens in practice first and translates over to Sunday and Monday night football. That's a great point, man. See, I didn't, you know, I forgot that they they really do touch football at practice and training camp now. But yeah, back in the day, man, you you knocking heads. I still remember when I got to Rams camp. I got there kind of late, and dudes were kind of you know kind of taking it easy. But what am I doing? Man, I'm starving, man. I don't know you, man. You're trying to tell me to calm down. I'm trying to make the team. I'm trying to show them what I could do. You know, Cass used to get mad, mad at me too, man, but I didn't give a damn. Like, bro, I'm, I'm finna come to your face, man, because we hidden. You're going to try to embarrass me, so I'm finna try to embarrass you. But also, I'm trying to let myself be seen because I know, man, you don't get many reps and get many chances, not just in the game. You got to do stuff in practice first and catch someone's eye, man. So, uh, you know, uh, these – players that's on the fringe they have to take advantage of every every rep they get but not only that when the coach put that pointer on you in practice i mean in the film study and a meeting man you better know your assignment and you better know what he's talking about yeah that physicality is going to be a huge part of these training camps man and uh 
I'd love to be uh, on the sideline watching some of them just to scratch that itch or to just sit in those meeting rooms, just like you just mentioned, Doc. But um, uh, the physical part of it, there's no waiting to the next preseason game anymore this year. You're going to have to actually have to be physical on the practice field uh, for each drill. I mean, I, I would love to see the special team practices, the drills that they're going through, because, I mean, you got to show teams and coaches what you have on the very practice field as it should be. And well, there's a, there's a good thing, though, as far as people getting reps. You're only going to bring 80 to camp instead of like 90-something that you normally bring. So you're going to have less people trying to take reps. So everyone should get the minor, uh, amount of reps. But my whole thing with that, though, Isaac, man, is still vets going to have to get a lot more reps as well, man, because no preseason games, that means, you know, they're going to have to take more reps in practice. And when you go back looking at it that way, that's going to take some reps from these dudes that normally get reps, that get in there, you know, dudes like myself uh, that were able to get reps and show that they could ball out, man. So, I mean, but you made a great point, bro. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, they got to go back to that old school football. It's going to be physical and, you know, good football, man. You know, good physical football. I mean, Dick Vermeule used to say, you know, he, he'd be walking on the field. He's like, you don't have to see a good drill in practice because you can always hear it. It's going to be a lot of hearing of a good drills in practice this uh, this training camp so, for a lot of teams, man. And I know a, a guy who's going to do good in drills, man, because I know he did good in his bank account this offseason, man. Our guy, Michael Brockers. I just like saying his name, man. Michael Brockers. Isaac, man. Thought he was gone, man. Thought he was gone to Baltimore. Little little ankle injury hurt him. They said, "We, we you know, cool. We cool on you." But the Rams said, "Nah, we cool on you too, man. We're gonna give you three years, thirty-one million dollar contract this offseason, man." Now he's Les Snead's first ever draft pick with the Rams in 2012, 14 overall, and we know, no GMs, especially their first pick, they like to give that pick a lot of more time because they want to be successful, but. This young fella, man, has proven to be successful, man. He's proven also that he can always be on the field. He's played in a possible 123 of 100, 128 games, and he's just a baller, man. You know, he can play that 3-4 that they've been playing and that 4-3, but it's good, and I'm glad that they got Michael Brockers back, man, because he's really a run stopper what you need, man. He's really one of those dudes that take up all the space and Aaron Donald can do work, but I'm pretty sure, man, you, you, you like Michael Brockers, and you're glad he's back with the squad as well. Well, yeah, man, I, I love Michael, man. I think, you know, since he got, you know, since he was drafted uh, in 2012, I think he's been an, uh, one of the anchors, one of the pillars, uh, you know, just a leader for the uh, for the entire team. I mean, I think, you know, he leads the charge when, uh, you know, uh, the preparation part of football takes place and you need guys like him. Um, you know, when you have guys like Aaron Donald praise uh, the abilities, uh, a guy who, will actually do the dirty work so guys like Aaron Donald can, can can really, you know, just play free and it just pass rush. You know, the the biggest biggest part of our pass rush comes from that interior line, that that push up front. And and that's all of Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers. So to have a guy like Michael Brockers back in the fold, uh it, it bodes well for everybody. So we can just plug and play. He can go in and and hopefully do all those dirty things that he doesn't get much credit for holding offensive linemen, uh, pulling and uh, pulling tackles, pulling guards, guys who who can go out and he can read fronts and and really get that penetration that you need. So guys like Aaron Donald and the linebackers can make the plays that they need to make. So 
it's all in very important. I think M Michael Brock, Brock is being back with the team uh, bodes well for our defense. And uh, hopefully, you know, we get that ranking up and uh, be one of the better defenses this season. Now the Rams with it, we have a new defensive coordinator, man, Brandon Staley. And I know coaches, man. I know coordinators, man. They'd like to see what they have. And somebody like Brockers, man, you looking at him, especially as a defensive coordinator, man, he's versatile because as I said, he can play that three, four, and he can play that 4-3. Everybody can't interchange and play those defenses, man. Some dudes, you take them out of a 3-4 and put them in a 4-3, it's over for them. Or you take them out of a 4-3 and put them in a 3-4, it's over for them. But Brockers has proven that he can do both, man, and have this new defensive coordinator coming in and looking at these tools that he has to work with. He has to be excited, man. Well, I mean, it's always important, Doc. I mean, because, number one, with every defensive coordinator, every defense in the league, Stopping the run is paramount. And you're looking at and having Brockers there, man, a, a run stuffer, it, it, I mean, it's, it's what you need. It gives you the ability to really uh, uh, work on other aspects of the defense, uh, blitz packages and things of that nature. So just to be able to have somebody to consistently stop the run game the way Brockers does, I mean, it, it, hopefully that, that'll give the coordinator a little bit more sleep at night and uh, give him the ability to be more uh, uh, creative uh, as far as his defense is uh, concerned. And let me tell the people, man, how important it really is to be a run stopper and how tough you really have to be to be able to stop the run because in order to stop the run, that means you got to stop this charging offensive tackle and this charging offensive guard and a lot of times this center that's coming at your way. Sometimes you get a combo block, you get double team, and these offensive linemen are strong as hell, man. A benching four or 500 pounds, man, so – in order to you be able to be tough enough and stout enough to get up under them, because you got to be pretty much immovable. Michael Brockers has kind of like been immovable because that's how you stop the run. You're immovable. Put your hands on me, bro. I'm, I'm rooted like a tree. I'm rooted like a sycamore. I ain't going anywhere. And that's what Michael Brockers has been giving us, man. So to see him coming back and even, you know, the $31.5 million, man, averaging $10 million a year, man, Hey, that's a deal, man, because he's well worth it, and I'm glad to see that they're sticking with someone. I think he's also the, the, the longest tenured Ram as well, man, 2012. He's been there, uh, what, eight, nine years. So um, looking for a lot for Brock as Isaac. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, you know, just being just he being there once again, uh, you know, for the young guys, man, they, they get to learn from a, a consummate pro a guy who can come in and teach you how to be a professional on the field and off the field and how to make plays, have your eyes open and uh, be able to dissect formations and, and uh, be in your gaps, be where you need to be when you're supposed to be there. Salute to Brockers for getting that money. Salute to the Rams for getting that done and keeping him around. Also salute to the Rams for joining the calls, letting their voice being be heard, throwing support behind racial injustices, trying to speak out against that. And Isaac, I know, you know, both of us being black men, man, uh, we know what we have to deal with. And it's always good, man, when you see uh, people you love, people you like that don't, you know, don't necessarily look like you get behind you and support you with some of the things that we've been dealing with. The Rams coming out supporting Black Lives Matter and doing some good things, man. All I can say is salute to the L.A. Rams, man. It's extremely, genuinely appreciated, and, and it's a big move for an organization like the Rams to do, Isaac. 
Oh, absolutely, man. Not only salute, but, you know, I'd like to add a thank you to him, just being at the forefront and uh, really stepping outside of the box and making sure that, you know, um, you know, they're, they're at the forefront of, of, of the battle. And, you know, you can, you can, you can tell a lot when, when people only give lip service, but when they start reaching into their pocket pockets and contributing to the cause, I think that, that, that bodes well and that, that makes the stance a lot stronger. And, uh, being able to go out and just help the, uh, in the community with the black businesses, uh, businesses like Sip and Saunders, Hilltop Coffee and Kitchen, the Good Cake Company, uh, Sweet Red Peach Jams Creamery, Woody's Barbecue. I'm sure these guys are grateful that the Rams uh, stepped out and stepped up and uh, kind of uh, really start helping and start to promote these businesses. Uh, it's unfortunate that it's, uh, you know, it has to come uh, down to what we saw in, in Minnesota for uh, most uh, teams and organizations to, to really go to the forefront, but to be and start <clears throat> start being at the forefront and helping out, uh, I think it's tremendous. And I'm uh, I'm very grateful to the Los Angeles Rams and everything they're doing in the community, uh, helping uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement. I am too, man. Salute. Thank you. It's genuinely appreciated. Uh, and it means a lot to me and Isaac and, Everyone else. But speaking of helping out, man, I want to give a, 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 a quick shout out to Cooper Cup, too, man. I saw what he gave about 84,000 meals to some residents in L.A., Ventura County, helping out doing his thing, man, showing his unselfishness and showing that not only is he a part of the community, he cares about the community and Isaac, real quickly, man, talk about how important it is to be able to connect and show that the people that, you know, we really care about y'all because you've been doing a lot of things with your foundation as well, man, in St. Louis and in L.A., and that seems like that's something Cooper is doing, not only Cooper but other Rams as well. But 84,000 meals, man, I mean, that's – I mean, shh, man, come on, bro. That's that, that's love. Oh, it's big, man. It's tremendously big, I think, because uh, people don't realize how much – uh, the community does for us. I mean, they buy tickets to the game. They come out and support the players. Uh, any charitable donation or organization, maybe a gala that the players put together, it's the fans that come and support and uh, uh, not only uh, give their time, but they, they give up their funds, their monies uh, to these charitable events and programs that we stand at the very front of. So uh, with Cooper Cup giving a, about 84,000 meals, man, hats off to him. And uh, what, what was his Madden ranking? Uh, 89 for that? Man, yeah, Cooper Cup, man. Yeah, for, yeah, it need to be a little higher, man. That's being 91, man. We're talking about one of the better slot receivers in the league, man. A guy with range and can do a whole lot of things, man. I think this year we get to see an expansion of what Cooper Cup can do. Can do. And if we have to bump him out to the outside and, and uh, get take him out of that slot at times, so be it, man. But I think he's ready to take that next step, Doc. Me too, man. And also prayers to the family of Andrew Whitworth, man. We found out that not only, you know, he had the COVID, but his wife, his four kids, his parents-in-law, man, seemed like everyone recovered, man. So uh, much love to the Andrew Whitworth family, man, you know, for sharing that. And I'm glad you all made it through. And uh, lastly, before we leave and wrap this episode up, man, this ain't got nothing to do with the Rams. I'm going to tell y'all right now, but it does have something to do with a couple of receivers. You know, Isaac probably not going to say anything, but I'm looking at you too, man. I just want to tell T.O., man, sit down somewhere, man. Sit down somewhere, man. He, 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 he racing Tyreek Hill. You got Chad Ochocinco there. 
Now, you know, T.O. 46, he's he, he still ripped up, man, but he's still talking about he want to play. He's racing Tyreek Hill, man. Tyreek Hill beat him. But T.O. still, man, you want to talk about, man, I can still put him up and put it down, man. The man just juiced you. Sit down somewhere, man. You know what I'm saying, man? Go, go on into retirement somewhere, man. You, you know, that, that's that, you know T.O., don't you, Isaac? I say sign the man up, man. <laughs> Get him I say sign him up. The guy's full of wisdom. Uh, he can still run. He still has the heart to do it. Hey, man, sign the man up, man. Let him play. Let T.O. play. Still, it's, it's, ego's still out of control, man. See, I'm looking at that like, man, your ego's still out of control, man. The man just beat you, man. The young fella, man. Get out the way. Let him ball out, man, and say, good job, man. We ain't going to talk about how fast you running, man. It's Tyreek Hill, man. But anyway, I, I, I'm off of that, man. Anyway, Isaac, it's going to do it for, for another edition of Ramblings. With my man Isaac and Doc. Isaac, appreciate you, brother, man. Hey, good job, Doc, man. Let's go, Rams. Uh, let's put it together, man. Training camp is right around the corner, man. You don't have to hear a good drill. You don't have to see a good drill. You can hear it. Click, clack, ouch. Fighting. No fighting. Yeah, fighting. Anger. Plenty of fighting. <laughs> plenty. You got dang right. There's going to be plenty of fighting. But anyway, thank you all for listening. Until next week, we gone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.